All right, welcome to Fitness Disrupted. I am Tom Holland, Fitness Disrupted 2.0, actually. I'm Tom Holland, exercise physiologist, certified sports nutritionist, someone who's been in this industry a while. <laughs> and you never stop learning. And that goes for the study I'm going to bring to you today. Just another brick in the the wall of how beneficial <laughs> exercise is to us. That goes for strength training. That goes for cardio. Yes, you need both. Regardless of what you see on social media, cardio is a waste of time. Oh, my gosh. Uh, daily, daily, I am just tortured by what I see and read and hear and experience in this industry, but I'm never, I'm, I'm never going to give up. <laughs> I can't. I love what I do. And part of what I do is bringing you this research over and over and over again. Yeah, it's going to be repetitive. More benefits. And, and the studies are, you know, they're not perfect. Depends on which ones, right? But we're going to look at that. I'm going to break them down for you. But there's a theme, people. And there's common sense. All right? And so, yeah, this is more great news, uh, especially for people who maybe are listening, who haven't exercised, really, and are older. <laughs> what the definition of older is today is completely relative, as this study will also show. And it's never too late. It's so cliche to say, but now I'm going to bring you even more research that supports that theory. And, and we're talking like in the title of this study, it says 65 plus years old, but they talk about 85 years and above. We are going to live longer than ever. Uh, you know, I say that, but with kids and obesity, that's an issue. And, and lifespan may be shortened, and that's a real problem, but topic for another day. But we are living longer and longer, and those years can be quality years or, or not. And that is so important. Modern medicine is keeping people alive longer than ever, and that's good. But it's about quality of life, Right. I want to live a really long time and I want all of those years to be quality. And we are in control of that to a large degree. Okay? And that goes for what I say at the end of every podcast. What we eat, how much we move, and our state of mind. All three of those are instrumental in our quality of life. All right? So... As I've said and, and wrote in my book, The Micro Workout Plan, strength training is truly the fountain of youth. It's truly the fountain of youth. And yes, we need both. Why is it that like fitness, oh, I know why. <laughs> I'm going to answer my own question. I was going to say, why is it that fitness people need to, you know, uh, tear down things that are that are proven to work? It's to get eyeballs. It's to get likes. And it's to confuse you. Okay, it's oftentimes to play into your what you want to hear. And that's easy. As I said in a recent podcast, it's easy. I could tell you what you want to hear. I could tell you, you know, it's your genetics. 
and it's totally your genetics, and then why bother? Well, when we talk about genetics and weight loss uh, and exercise and weight loss, one of the primary focuses of my career going forward is that exercise is so much more, to tell you that exercise is and show you so much more than weight loss. And truthfully, it's more about diet when it comes to weight loss. And yes, it's all connected. We need to do both. And I will constantly explain to you why. But when it comes to calories and energy expenditure, it is exponentially easier to keep 500 calories out of your mouth than it is to burn it off. And it's essentially an hour of exercise, cardio, 500, okay? And you can undo that, as all of you know, in about eight seconds at a fast food place or a breakfast place. And so exercise is about quality of life, is about health, right? Yes, Weight loss is a function, a component of that, but it shouldn't be the primary focus at all. And I was thinking about this the other day. You know, when I was a personal trainer and the more, you know, years I was into my career doing that, I learned that the focus needed to be taken off of weight loss as a personal trainer because it wasn't going to happen right away. No matter how many times you came to me per week, because you could completely undo it the moment you walked out of the gym. And that's a huge change that needs to happen in the fitness industry. Is truthfully, trainers shouldn't be looked upon primarily as weight loss people. No. Strength and conditioning, yes. Getting people into the behaviors, hopefully, of exercise, sure. But what can I do with you when you come to me when, when I was a trainer? I can help strengthen you, fix imbalances. We're talking strength training. Sure, I can do cardio with you as well. Good for your heart. Good for your, your brain, your cognitive uh, health, you know, anxiety, all of those things. But the weight loss theme has to be pushed to the back. Again, it is important that we live... Uh, that we are at our healthiest weights. But the focus of exercise shouldn't be on that. Okay. And what this study is going to show, we're talking about longevity. Like, yeah, let's move more. Let's eat healthy. So we live, so we don't die. Like at the most extreme, that's what we're talking about here. You know, it, it, kind of blows my mind that we just came through a pandemic and that yes uh, how healthy we were going into that was a huge component of the issues we had if we contracted it it's not talked about it's like not talked about at all the comorbidities that people had that that age and basically Yes, weight were the two largest risk factors, but with weight comes those comorbidities. Okay, it is all connected. We're not hearing about that. And so at the end of the day, we're exercising, eating well, controlling our thoughts, 
to live our longest, best lives. All right? There are physical and cognitive benefits of strength training and cardio. And unfortunately, you are reading and seeing far too many 20-somethings, 30-somethings who do have good genetics who are telling you how to accomplish something that most of them never accomplished. They just, they were, you know, good genetics there. And so you have to reframe all of this. You have to listen to this podcast to get the information, the science and the common sense and the experience. And we need both. <laughs> I don't know. I, I do. I, I, I'm going to answer my question for the second time. You know why fitness people tell you you don't need cardio? Because they don't want to do it. They don't want to do it. <laughs> you know why cardio people tell you it's not about strength? Because they don't want to do it. Right? It's what we, yes, we're genetically, we do have genes that predispose us for certain activities, right? Endurance athletes generally are ectomorphs, the ones who go the fastest. Yes, the lighter you are, the faster you go. It's always been a problem, an issue with me and wanting to lift weights and doing the videos and things like that and wanting to go fast during some of my races. But what I relegated myself to is about health. I'd rather go slower and be healthy and not get hurt and live a long life. But I digress, <laughs> as I often do. But it's all connected. It's all connected. All right. This great study just came out like, let me look at my watch, a week ago, not even. And you know what's funny? I have to look back because oftentimes, you know, doing so many podcasts and looking at so many studies, I'm like, did I do this study before? Because it sounds familiar. I'm like, wait a minute. Well, yeah, it's familiar, but it's not one I've done. That is a huge part of my job is to, again, bring you just overwhelming evidence. So you finally say at one point, it clicks. You go, okay. I'm understanding why. And then you get to the point that I have reached and others who have done this for a really long time and studied it, that you exercise because you know how good it is for you and you know how good it's going to make you feel. The weight loss comes, but it's at the back of your mind, way at the back of your mind. All right, the study. This was in uh, JAMA Network Open, October 17th, 2022. Association of Muscle Strengthening and Aerobic Physical Activity with Mortality in U.S. Adults Aged, here we go, 65 years or older. You know, I'm 53. <laughs> I'm loving it as far as, you know, the age groups for the races I do do now. They're still competitive, which is crazy and just a great example of you're never too old you know age is truly a number a little easier <laughs> little uh but like 65 and older it's never too late so those of you who are listening and, and maybe never strength trained or never had a formal exercise plan it's never too late and i'm getting ready to do a podcast on like what i want what I hope the future of fitness is. And we're going to get away from that term exercise, at least the connotation that goes with it. It's about movement. 
you know, uh, Daniel Lieberman's book that I'm reading right now called Exercised, you know, it's, it's, it's confusing probably to most because he says, you know, he, by the way, those of you who don't know, like one of the preeminent guys, Dr. Daniel Lieberman, I think he was my first interview on my podcast, uh, many years ago, uh, but just the smartest of the smart, you know, studies this evolution, uh, exercise, all of that kind of stuff. Um, but like, you know, we didn't evolve to get on a treadmill. We didn't evolve to go to the gym. We, we moved. Now, our modern day living has changed all that. So, you know, apples to oranges to some degree, I would argue. But because we are so, you know, we have so much activity taken out of our daily lives. Yeah, we need to do purposeful stuff. But <laughs> the more you can move throughout the day, the better, right? You can go to the gym five days a week for an hour. If you sit all day long after that, no good. No good, no good. And if you don't eat well, no good at all. And you can eat well and not exercise, not good either. This is why it's all connected. And those are all the studies and all the information I'm going to keep bringing to you. All right. Uh, I'm going to read you basically the the abstract from this. It's so good, Okay. Um, and for those of you who are in your 30s and 40s, 20s, um, you know, the more you do, the earlier. It's just like your 401k. It's another book I've been working on for a long time. But think of your exercise as your 401k, right? In other words, the, the sooner you pay into it, the greater the returns. And that's the analogy I used in a proposal for this. <laughs> I tell you. I'm going to digress for one second. I'm in the process of, you know, my agent shopping around my uh, most recent book, and it's so frustrating. It's really hard to get the information out there that will help you. I could write a garbage diet book. I know exactly what they want, not doing it. And so I'm going to fight the good fight to get the good information out there. Um, and that goes, it's hard to do. <laughs> All right, totally took me off uh, my train of thought. But here we go. All right, the introduction. The Physical Activity Guidelines for Americans, second edition, recommends that older adults, and that's uh, for their definition, <laughs> over age 65, 65 or older, participate in balance training, muscle strengthening activities uh, at least uh, equal to or greater than two days per week. So that's the recommendations. Uh, and moderate to vigorous aerobic physical activity, MVPA, uh, equal to or greater than 150 minutes per week at moderate intensity or 75 minutes per week at vigorous intensity. So there you go, people. By the way, like if you want to do less, go harder. Now, I don't want you to do less. If you're trying to find the least dose amount of exercise you need to do, as so many of these articles and studies are putting out there, you haven't found what you you like, okay? Uh, you, you need to tell me not to do what I want to do because you can do what you love to do exercise-wise too much, and then it's an issue. So we need to mix it up. So I want you to mix up your intensities. So do some moderate, do some vigorous, okay? Uh, that's what keeps you healthy. Uh, or an equivalent combination, they said. All right, so exactly what I said. Um, evidence for muscle strengthening activities in older adults is mostly based on fall prevention. It's so interesting. Fall prevention. 
So when we talk about like longevity, you know, this is where the common sense and the simplicity comes in. You know, far too often in this industry, the complex is made simple and the simple is made complex. Okay. One reason we want to lift weights, if you're, you're taking it down to its most basic elements, is the stronger you are, the less likely you are to fall. And if you do fall, you're not going to have a major event. Because mortality rates after a major incident, at, you know, as we get older, not good, really bad. And so the stronger you are, again, less likely, less likely to have, you know, major injuries. And that's why balance training, I love that they have balance training in this introduction and in this study, by the way, it's not talked about enough. It's not one of the components of fitness. I added it in, other fitness people who know their stuff added in. We need to work on our balance. And I'm standing as I do this podcast. And I've done a bunch of podcasts on how to work balance into your day. I get dressed every day and always have, just without even thinking about it, standing up. I don't sit. And so I'm working balance into my day that way. Putting on my shoes, putting on my socks, getting dressed, standing. Brushing your teeth, one foot. Alternate back and forth. So many ways to work on your balance. But I love that it's in here. <sighs> starting to get worked up. Uh, this study explored the dose response association between muscle strengthening activities and all cause mortality, all cause mortality. So that's what we're talking about here. Dying, how much longer we can live, even starting exercise at older ages or exercising 65 plus and 85 plus as you'll hear, uh, independent of, and combined with, uh, moderate to vigorous physical activity and characterized age stratified associations. Methods. In this cohort study, we assessed reported leisure time, physical activity, and deaths among 1998 through 2018 National Health Interview Survey participants. All right, huge survey, huge problem, self reported. <laughs> good, good point, huge survey, right? Lots of people, which is going to lessen. The error, if you want to call it that, try to keep it simple. Um, but the vast majority of the studies uh, are self-reports. It's just easier, uh, and we have to go by that. Um, using the 2019 linked NHIS and National Death Index Mortality Files, um, again, the NHIS is a nationally representative sample of the civilian, non-institutionalized U.S. population. Between June 1 and July 5th, 2022, we calculated weekly MVPA, moderate to vigorous physical activity, as the sum of moderate minutes and doubled vigorous minutes. In addition to the binary guidelines, we defined four levels of uh, muscle strengthening activities by weekly episodes. Okay, so they're just counting how many times people um, strength trained. Zero to one, two to three four to six and seven to 28, 28. Like, okay. I'm all for the micro workouts, but uh, I would be shocked if people are doing more than two a days, but I love that. Okay. And they calculated four levels of moderate to physical activity by weekly minutes. So less than 10, 10 to 149, 150 to 300 and 300 plus. So I really like this, right? Because it's number of times you strength trained, how many minutes of cardio? Now, again, imperfect, but we can work with this. 
Uh, we adjusted for sex, age, race, and ethnicity, education, marital status, body mass index, smoking, alcohol consumption, and baseline presence of hypertension, heart disease, stroke, diabetes, cancer, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, and asthma. Okay, that's good. They controlled for just about everything. Of participants age 65 years or older at the time of interview and eligible for the National Death Index linkage, um, we excluded those with incomplete data. Uh, so the number of people that they were looking at at the time, 65 and older, over 131,000. Huge sample, right? Uh, they excluded around 8,000. And to mitigate bias and confounding those who died within two years of the interview, which was another 8,000 roughly. Okay? Here's the results. The 115,489 participants were predominantly women, about 70,000 versus men, 45,000, age 65 to 74 years. Okay, whites were 86,000, uh, blacks 13,000, uh, Hispanic around 10, and about 5,000 other. During a mean follow-up of uh, just about eight years, 44,000 deaths occurred. No interaction was evident between the strength uh, activity and the physical, um, the MVPA, moderate to vi uh, vigorous physical activity categories. Okay, adjusting for the moderate to vigorous physical activity, two to three and four to six moderate strength activity episodes per week were associated with lower hazards of all-cause mortality, but not seven to 28. What's the takeaway there? You don't have to do a crazy amount. Two to three and four to six. More than seven, not so much, okay? Compared with fewer than two episodes. Adjusting for uh, muscle strengthening activities, 10 to 149, 150 to 300, and more than 300 uh, MVPA minutes per week were associated with a lower hazard of all-cause mortality versus less than 10 minutes per week. Okay, so what does that mean? Uh, yes, dose response with cardio. So the more was better. The more movement, the better. Stands to reason, people. Okay, and if you want to move a little less, these are the days you go, I only have 20 minutes. I just said only. I'm going to be very angry with myself for saying only. I have 20 minutes. Then you might throw some intervals in there. You have 60 minutes. Then you're going to go low intensity, steady state. Okay, so again, this study is showing more is better when it comes to cardio. Strength training, you don't have to go crazy. That's great news. <laughs> it's just every study is showing that, uh, by and large. Uh, where was I? Uh, combinations, uh, here we go. Combinations of muscle strengthening activities and moderate to vis uh, vigorous physical activities had lower hazard estimates. Doing both is better. Shocking, right? It's not one or the other. Sorry, fitness influencer. Who doesn't want to do cardio? Sorry, fitness influencer. Who doesn't want to lift weights? Okay. Uh, meeting both the strength and aerobic guidelines versus meeting neither were associated, shocking, right? With a lower hazard of all-cause mortality uh, among participants aged 65 to 85 years or older. Okay. Here's the discussion, the takeaway. Wrapping it up. Leisure time, strengthening activities. I'm going to abbreviate here for you. And aerobic activities were independently associated with lower all-cause mortality in this cohort study of U.S. adults aged 65 or years or older. Uh, let me skip ahead a little bit. Two to six episodes per week may be optimal for strength. Uh, second, the age-stratified associations indicate that current physical activity guidelines are important for all 
older adults, here we go, finally, including those aged 85 years or older. Uh, limitations of these findings are possible, of course. Unmeasured co confounding and biases associated with self-reported physical activity. There you go. Physical, or I'm sorry, self-reported uh, data. Always going to have issues. Nonetheless, this study highlights the mortality benefit of both st uh, strength training and cardio for adults, for older adults of any age. Let me give you two quick bullet points. People who are 85 and older who met both the aerobic and muscle strengthening guidelines had a 28% lower risk of dying from any cause than people over 85 who met neither. And a quick quote from one of the researchers, those who met the muscle strengthening guidelines only had a 10% lower risk of mortality. Those who met the aerobic guidelines only had a 24% lower risk of mortality. And those who met both had a 30% lower risk. Adding to that wall another brick in how important it is to do both, how you don't have to do a lot, how, yes, more movement aerobically is better. Strength training, like I love the number six that they said you don't have to do more than six and there was a U-shaped uh, curve when it came to strengthening. And again, like uh, I'm not going to delve into what they did. That's really important. So you can do some more strength training. It depends what you do and how you break it up. But for the vast majority of you who are listening, who are like, what do I do? How much do I need to do of it? You know, six days a week. <laughs> that would be, if you're going two to six, two full body, I always say, you know, bare minimum, two to three full body workouts per week when it comes to strength. If you want to go six, as I say, some people want to go to the gym every day and you need one day off, in my opinion, and, you know, professional athletes do that as well. So that's six workouts. There you go. The numbers start to line up, people. Common sense, science, and it's never too late. It's never too late. And actually, you know, there are so many studies that show when you start exercising later in life, the benefits are huge. <laughs> like, you know, give me the person who has huge gains to make rather than the person who's, you know, trying to lose the, the, the last couple pounds back when I was a trainer, you know, doing... Um, intakes and, and whatever. The bottom line is strength and cardio, not complicated, what you enjoy throughout the day. You don't have to go to the gym. You don't have to buy a lot of equipment. You don't have to buy any equipment, especially to start. And yes, there's a dose response to cardio. We need to move more. It's your heart and you're going to feel better. And the way it's all connected, let me bring it all back to where we started. You know, eating and satiety and hunger hormones and all of this stuff that far too many people try to pull apart and say, you only have to do this. You only, And then they'll look at studies and they will twist it for their own biases. It's all connected. The more you exercise, the better you feel about yourself, the better food choices you make. You can't do just one. And the math bears that out. You want to break it down again. You know, if you want to go pure weight loss, and there's another person saying a calorie is not a calorie. Yeah, when it comes to weight loss, basics, yes, it is. But when we're talking, you know, hunger and satiety and things like that, of course, of course, and, and, and health, of course. You know, a thousand calories of fast food is not the same as a thousand calories of whole foods. But when you want to lose weight, 
the numbers are what the numbers are, but then we start getting into the hunger and things like that. That's where it changes. But for those of you who are older, who are like, it's too late, holy smokes, <laughs> you know, a great place to start is my book, The Micro Workout Plan. It's, it's the simple stuff that you can do at home throughout the day. And then, and if you want to go to the gym, of course, I do both. I am not an uh, all or nothing person. It's excessive moderation. I like to go to the gym when I want to use different equipment and I want more energy and I want to get out of the house. And then I do a lot of stuff like core exercises and, you know, got the home gym and I do stuff at home. And I do stuff when I'm out. Like, yes, I will stand on one foot if I'm waiting in line and do things like that. Do some calf raises. That's what it's about. All right, enough. Another great study. If you want the title again, if you want to go look it up, uh, Association of Muscle Strengthening and Aerobic Physical Activity with Mortality in U.S. Adults Age 65 Years or Older. All right. If you want to reach out, Tom H. Fit is Instagram. Tom H. Fit is Twitter uh, as well. Love to hear from you. By the way, I'm giving away five books uh, on Friday. So uh, all you have to do is go to my Instagram, see the most recent post. It's all explained right there. If you want a free copy of the Micro Workout Plan, get on there and get a copy. Um, super easy to do. Uh, what else? Uh, TeamHolland.com is the website. Uh, love to hear from you. Again, you can email me right through that website. I'm bringing you the best, only the best, because you know what? All the information I'm using for myself and my family, I'm giving to you because I want to live my longest life. I want to live my best life and everything I say to you, I do in my own life because there's three things we control, how much we move, what we put into our mouths and our state of minds, as I said at the start, and that is awesome. I am Tom Holland. This is Fitness Disrupted 2.0. Believe in yourself.